butterfly in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. Welcome to Welcome to Nerd Dumb with Taylor and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Taylor. Taylor, tell me about some of these books. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot about these books, these like book things, mm-hmm. and I want you to tell me all about them. Okay. And I'm just gonna close my eyes and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna listen. Okay. So I wanted to give. It's gonna look like I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm listening. It's time for me. It's, you know what? It's about time that I just started to listen. So I'm going to just completely, it's going to seem like I'm checked out of this episode and then I'm not participating and then I'm maybe not even awake. But all I'm doing is that I'm shutting my mouth, I'm shutting my eyes, and I'm opening my ears. <laughs> I don't know. The fucking lying police are pulling police up. police are coming up to get arrest you for that. <laughs> um... Yeah, I wanted to, um, well, honestly, for also because we don't have anything prepared, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about my reading this year. Yeah. Because I don't have anywhere else to talk about it. You are an avid reader. I, I mean, like, you reader. are, you read more than anybody I know. Yes, apparently. <laughs> Says you. Says me. I Unless can confirm like that. A, there's like a secret. What if somebody's like, secretly a reader <laughs> this is the worst question i've ever been asked in my life yeah, similar to the, question that, the question that you asked about do you think we know a flat earther <laughs> your question do was you do know? you think somebody <laughs> secretly reads books was basically what you just asked me yeah you're right that was stupid <laughs> do you think somebody out there to give you my stats also reads books give Which me them stats they definitely do i know yeah. lots of people who read but according to you i read the most out of everyone you know i think you just read a higher volume than most people i know like i what think else? well i think like How? people like i think people i think you dive into a book and you like read it I don't want like I think like isn't that how you read? I think but I think what I'm trying to say is I think the people that I know who read read a lot at a more leisurely pace. And but when I say that I don't mean that you don't enjoy reading. No, but I think it, it I think people space it out. I think people like space it out over like I'm going to read one chapter today and then like put the book down and go do something else. Mm. Versus like I think and I you do this because you get enjoyment out of it. I think you like really dive into a book nosedive and i head first again i'm gonna no shut up i'm gonna shut up i don't believe because you. i'm just i'm here to listen <laughs> i respect no, I you i respect you as a reader respect you as a person as a woman as a daughter <laughs> as a reader <laughs> as a sister as a sister <laughs> as a content uh, <laughs> as an en- content enthusiast, 
I respect you and I'm here to listen. Okay, I'm going to start off with telling you my reading goals for the year. Mm-hmm. Which, do you have any reading goals? Uh, I it's would, okay if not. I, you know, like truly, my reading goals are to read the books that you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I think I've given you two. Yes. Raven and uh, We Are oh, that's Bob. That's right, Raven. I forgot about that one. Yeah. The Bobiverse. Yeah, the Bobiverse. What's the other one you're thinking of then? I couldn't remember. Okay. I could remember uh, We Are Legion, We Are Bob. Yeah. But I couldn't remember the second one. Yeah. That's it's so Raven. That's so that's Raven, Raven, the novelization of That's So Raven. Ah! Woof. <laughs> um, <laughs> Woof. Well, I asked because sometimes like people have, like, it's, I feel like it's a pretty common like thing like people when the new year comes around they're like i want to read more yeah yeah so figured i would ask but um yeah so i challenged myself this year to try to read 100 books this year wow because normally i read somewhere between 50 to 70 Mm -hmm. and i was like and i can do that fairly leisurely yeah get that done Mm -hmm. and so i was like you know what let me ch- do a chat. Like, let's actually do a challenge. Yeah. And like, let's see if I can get a hundred books. Let me in. Break off a hundo. But pay, break off a Benji. A Benji. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the glee that you got in your face when you said break <laughs> off a Benji. <laughs> is Benjamin on a hundred? I on the think 50? so. He's on the 50. Who's on, who is on the 50? Jeffers. Do you think you could name... Siri, who's on the $50 bill? Uh, Okay. It just brought up some websites. That's not what I wanted at all. Siri, you... It's not what I wanted from you at all. Useless. Useless piece of technology. Anyways, do do I think I could name who's on the dollar bills? Yeah. Uh, Clearly George not. Washington. Clearly not. Now you next. <laughs> uh, Abraham Linky. He's not on the dollar. On the five. He's on the five? Yeah. He's on a bill and a penny? Yeah. <gasps> wow. Thomas wow. Jefferson is on the 10. I think you're right. I think he's on the 10. Who's on the 20? Ooh. I should just pull up my wallet because I've got a hundred. Is Alexander Hamilton on the two? I don't. I have absolutely no Was idea. Was Hamilton a president? Yeah, right? Right? I don't Alexand- know. That musical has me all fucked up. Like, Alexander I don't know what- Hamilton. I don't know. Jefferson Davis is on the nickel. You, I mean, sure. Uh, <laughs> I could say anything right now. <laughs> you could say anything. It looks like Bob Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> Bob the Builder. <laughs> hey, he's done for more of this country than Savior, a lot of presidents. Bob the Builder. Um, Ulysses S. Grant is on the 50, uh, according to Grant Wikipedia. Is on the 50. Yeah. They should have one of those like subsequent, like, you know, like sometimes with a TV show, you can look up season one and then there's a link for season two. There should be the next dollar bill (laughs) (laughs) on this Wikipedia page for the 50. I want to see who's on the hundo. Okay. What presidents, we'll get to books eventually. This is important. What presidents are on money? (laughs) Who who on money? Who's on the money? Thomas Jefferson's on the $2 bill. Oh, it's Jefferson on the two. No, I said. Oh, you said 10. I said 10. Yeah. So is Hamilton on the 10? Uh, let's see. So we okay, got here the... We go. I got countmoney.com. Okay, so... There's a $5,000 bill. Linky's on the 5. The 10... Who's on the 5,000? 10 is Hamilton. 
Oh. You had them in the reverse. I had them reversed. Alexander Hamilton and then the Lincoln Thomas. Th- no. This is unlistenable. This wait. is unlistenable by the way. The $10 <laughs> just, bill. We're just googling who's on money. Oh, okay, the $10 bill was Andrew Jackson. Uh-huh. For a while. But then and once then, once Hamilton came out, then they put... <laughs> when Hamilton came out in 1929, <laughs> they put the Alexander God. Hamilton on it. <laughs> Fucking Andrew Jackson's on the 20. Um, why can't I think of the guy who wrote Andrew Hamilton's Andrew Jackson's name? on the 20? Yeah. Why can't I think of why, the... Why is Andrew Jackson on any money still? Good question. Um... Why Jesus can't I Christ. think of the guy who wrote Hamilton's name now? Lin Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda. He's older than I thought. If he, that was written in the twenties, <laughs> that's my joke. Benji. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yes, queen. Did you know there's a five hundred dollar bill? No. Supreme Why would I? Court ju- <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> the largest bill I've seen in person, I think, is a fifty. <laughs> I've I've held a hundred dollar bill in my life. I don't think I have. Yeah, I don't think so. I can't imagine why I would have. Like, what would I be paying for? I guess like paying rent in cash is not a thing. Mm-mm. So, I think there was a period where I paid my rent in cash. Yeah. So I've written more checks than I've held hundreds. Yeah. For sure. Right. Who's on the Who's on the five hundred? The five hundred. Um, President William McKinley McKinley was on it until 1934 when Hamilton was written. It stopped being made in 1945. That's why I've never seen a $500 bill. Done. It was pulled from circulation in 1969. Wow. Interesting. A $1,000 bill. Is that in circulation still? Grover Cleveland. No. Also pulled in 1969. The $5,000 bill. I mean, this is just ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Five thousand dollars is basically like Jeff Bezos money. Right. In to have a bill. Eighteen. The five thousand dollar bill was first. Guess what year? Eighteen. Oh, did I say it already? (laughs) (laughs) Eighteen seventy-eight. Really? Why? Who in the country had that kind of money then? Ten thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars. What the heck? Right. This I gotta be. This feels fake. Anyways, Anyways, books. Books. So, oh shit, I, I almost dropped my phone on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to break off a hundo, a Benji Anyways, of books. I got a Benji of books. Yeah. So that's the goal. <laughs> um, so I'm behind. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but not by that much. What are you, what are you currently at? I'm at 51. Okay. So I am behind, in order to be like, quote, on track, I am nine books behind. Okay. What do you, uh, so let me ask you this, because like some books are like truly like 25 pages. Would you count that as a book? Depends. On what? <laughs> How dense those pages are. I have a book that's on my list uh-huh. that is truly only 50 pages. Okay. I'm definitely going to be counting that. Okay. It's called Puerto Rico and the Disaster Capitalists. Okay. And it's about, um, oh, it's like that. It's yeah, the, it's about it's what it's titled. Yeah. Honestly. Um, so yeah, I like, okay. So 
my so that's my book number of books goal. Yeah. And then I also have a number of pages goal. Interesting. So I have thirty thousand pages that I want to read. Uh-huh. And I am behind. <laughs> Um, so far this year, I've read 17,114 pages. That's still a lot. Yeah, I'm only behind by 800 pages. Yeah. So it's like, well, I mean, it's like one book. Yeah. Basically. One long book. Um. Okay. So. Do you also have a word count? No, <laughs> but I bet I could get it. I could probably figure out I wouldn't. Uh, spend your time words. reading and not doing a word count of. Um, I wouldn't do the word count, but I'm I, pretty sure I could find it pretty yeah. quickly. Um, I'm just saying there's more efficient use of your time than... Nah. Than <laughs> nah. Um, What's your... What's your favorite book that you've read so okay, far? Okay, so... Well, actually, first, I'm going to give you the shortest book I've read so Okay. Far. That's what I was looking for. The shortest book I've read this year mm-hmm. was uh, called A Psalm for the Wild Built by okay. Becky Chambers. It's mm-hmm. 160 pages. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Um, And then the longest book I've read, page count, high to low, sorts, 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 is called The Priory of the Orange Tree uh-huh. by Samantha Shannon. And it was 848 pages. Damn. Such a good book. Yeah. So good. Um, my favorite book of the year so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've read a lot of really good books this year. Uh-huh. I've also read a lot of really mid books this year, uh-huh. which is tough. I was kind of like in a bit. Oh, I can talk about the worst book I've read this year. That's exactly where I was going to go next. The worst book I have read this year was called um, The Final Girl Support Group. Uh huh. It was so disappointing. I was pissed. Now, Final Girl is a movie term used mm-hmm. for horror movies where yep. it's the, the, the girl who survives the horror movie. Yes. Isn't killed by Jason, isn't killed by Freddy. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Yes. So this is a book by Grady Hendrix, uh-huh. who I really enjoyed one Grady Hendrix book uh-huh. and then every Grady Hendrix book I've read since was such a disappointment. That's such a bummer. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> so I would recommend a book called Horror Store uh-huh. and it's spelled H-O-R-R-O-R-S-T-O with an umlaut R. Okay. Because it's uh, basically a horror story based in essentially what is an Ikea. Okay. And so, like, the, like, Ikea is basically built on some, like, um, it's the, it's the Indian burial ground trope, but it's not that. It's not quite so problematic. Um, and so that one was great. I really liked that one. It was, like, the shit in the store was coming alive and, like, it's just amazing. That's interesting. I actually have a horror story of my own from the Ikea and the monster was the customer service. Uh Uh-oh. I'm just kidding. Um, But yeah, and then I read um, the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Uh Terrible. Um, And then I read the Final Girl Support Group, which was really disappointing because I listened to this podcast and they like love Grady Hendrix. Yeah. And so that's why I keep giving him shots and like why I keep trying to read him. This book was so fucking terrible. (laughs) 
And uh, and you know the thing is, we just recorded an episode about superhero. Yeah. Th- sort of. <laughs> <laughs> the premise of it the was to be of, yes, like of how like gory like the yeah. boys is and how much yeah. I like that. And so when I read horror, I want to see some of that shit. Yeah. I need to see some like fucked up shit. And this book shied away from that hmm. so fucking hard. It was so annoying. Like the final, like the idea was really good. It was like the support group of final girls yeah. from basically these like slasher films. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's supposed to be throughout the book some commentary on slasher films and like how women should take ownership of, I don't even fucking know. Uh-huh. It was bullshit. And like they got to a point where so you're following this one woman and like i think it kicks off with like they're in this support group and everybody else in the support group except for this one woman wants to stop the support group because mm-hmm. they're all good but this woman ha- has suffered such like drastic like ptsd mm-hmm. and is like basically only leaves her apartment for the support group and like like her like entire apartment's like a cage basically that she just like hides in mm-hmm. she has one plant and like that's the whole thing mm-hmm. and i think then like it kicks off with like one of them dies mm-hmm. and so then she's like they're coming after us again and so it's like her running around doing shit trying to save her friends or whatever but like basically it gets to like the trope of like oh the the house and the scary house in the woods and she like enters a room that's supposed to be like like the most fucked up shit you've ever seen but like the author basically is just kind of like, it was so horrible. She can't even think about it. And I was like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> That's why, why else do you think I'm reading this? Right. Show me the shit. Yeah. Oh, it was so bad. That's lazy writing. It was so lazy. Yeah. And I was so mad because the story was like barely making any sense. Yeah. Like the main character was so annoying. And like, she kept like, just like, like it would just the choices made it, it was terrible i hated it it's that's annoying because like that's the sort of thing when like if you're listening to somebody telling a story for instance like if you're just like at a bar with some friends and you have like a friend who's just like recounting something and they're building up to a moment of like i you know like you wouldn't like i went to this farm right and there were a bunch of chickens there's so many chickens that you just wouldn't believe how many chickens there were it's just like yeah just say how many chickens like you know like yeah. instead of like uh, it, it just was like, stuff like that it was just terrible weird and like it got so many good reviews so maybe i'm totally wrong but also there are probably people who have just like a much healthier like brain chemistry <laughs> than i do and so they were like oh yeah this is dark and scary and i was like literally i because i read um the only good indians mm-hmm. by stephen graham jones is that his name um that was good well i think like i mean this is uh, because art is subjective right like you can you can have a different opinion than oh yeah yeah. everybody else who reads the book and also like the book could be targeted to a specific audience that you are not a part of yes i think the thing is that's a very good point because i think the issue is that i have graduated in the horror genre yeah from these like kind of softer and maybe because maybe if i read horror story again Mm -hmm. i feel very similarly yeah where i'd be like oh this is soft yeah (laughs) bro you are fucking soft this is soft (laughs) 
Because I'm like, fucking rip somebody's scalp off. <laughs> what is what is this? What are you waiting for? Yeah, maybe I'm just like desensitized now. Yeah. And so that's why. So this book got amazing reviews. So if you're not familiar with the horror genre and you want to. You don't want to read about somebody about. You don't want the details of the most fucked up room in history. You just want not, someone to go yeah. like, it's so fucked up. Like that- brush up against it. But <laughs> yeah. Then quickly move past it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Anyways, so that was like extremely disappointing and I was just annoyed with the character and I was annoyed with the like base level feminism like, uh-huh. of it. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> um but anyways. It's also how men seem to write feminism. Th- and the thing <sighs> Which is no nuance and just like girl power. I will say at least Grady Hendrix did a does a decent job of writing women. Yeah. He, I think every story, his main character is a woman. Yeah. I believe. I, and that's, that's less the issue. And it was more just like, this is such a low hanging fruit. Yeah. And like, I was so disappointed. And maybe also like, I'm not a huge fan of the slasher genre at all. And the, the, I hate it. the message at the end was to vote, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. I'll move on can talk about how much i hate that book for <laughs> like an entire episode uh uh-huh. i wrote a terrible review i think on goodreads on it it's the only reason it has a 4.9 instead oh, wait, of a 5.0 no, wrote, let's see what i wrote i wrote it on this this was so disappointing <laughs> a strong start and a great premise but this was just so messy the main character was moving so fast that nothing ever felt like it was building the main character's internal struggles were repeated on every page that's also true and she flip-flopped constantly and would just barrel forward with every new assumption she made. The break at about halfway where it's supposed to be the super creepy and eerie house section was just so ridiculous. And what was supposed to be the most horrifying room and give some character insight into the worst character in this book wasn't even described because it was essentially, quote, too horrifying to be put into words. I get what this book was trying to go for. And if it was more subtle with the themes instead of beating the reader over the head with it constantly, maybe it would have been better, but maybe not. Good idea, not good execution. Two stars. Three and a half stars. (laughs) Nah, two stars. (coughs) Five stars. Maybe I should rate this one one star. It really pissed me off. I was going to say, based on your review and how much you've been complaining about it, two stars does seem generous. I rate books I don't finish one star. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. If so it's two stars, I basically am like two stars because I at least finished it. Right. That's a pretty bad rating for me. Yeah. Two stars. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to be harsher with mm-hmm. my ratings because I'm trying to be more honest yeah. about how I feel about books mm-hmm. because I'm too nice. <laughs> you're, you're kind of a saint I'm when it comes to talking about books. too nice. Okay, one of the best books I've read this year, because I don't know if I have, like, I can pick out a favorite, because just... In a way, they're all your favorites. Yeah, well, they're like your children. It's hard to compare different genres. Yeah. But one of the best books I've read this year was called The Push Uh by Ashley Audrain. I rated this book five stars. Wow. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It's about um, this woman who... Loves the song Push by Matchbox 20. Yeah. Yeah. No. (sighs) Push it. (laughs) It's just the lyrics. <laughs> Even those written like that written out too. Da-na-na-na. Uh, for 300 pages. <laughs> Put push it and then turn the page. Real, Real good. good. <laughs> it's actually one of those books that you open it up. It just like, starts playing music. It's, it's like those one of those cards. cards. <laughs> 300 pages of <sighs> push it. 
Um, okay. So this book is a psychological drama uh-huh. about the quote making and breaking of a family. Yeah. So this woman, she, man, will I be? Hmm. I might be spoiling this a little bit. Oh, spoilers for push. But, so spoilers for push. But she has a daughter uh-huh. with her husband. Husband, whatever. It doesn't matter. She has this daughter and she like, even in the early stages of motherhood, she's like, I think there's something wrong with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't act like other kids. Like she doesn't act like a normal baby. She doesn't act like a normal toddler. So this woman has, she's this mother is looking at her daughter and it's just kind of like, this is not, this is not normal. This is not what I thought motherhood would be like. Uh-huh. So they have this and then she has her son. So she has a second kid. And so now she's got like, mm, I think a four year old and a little baby. And her son is, like, amazing. So she has this amazing relationship with her son. And she's very alienated and estranged from her daughter. Mm -hmm. Who, her daughter has, like, a really good relationship with her husband and with her grandmother. And, like, she seems to love everyone. But she seems to hate her mother. Mm -hmm. And so with this new baby, um, she gets all of the feelings that, like, she's supposed to, like, have about, like, a little, like, a, a little baby. But the thing is, is, like, this ta- this whole thing is a psychological drama about like what it is to be a mother mm-hmm. and like what happens when it's not what everybody says it is. Yeah. It's not this like magical like thing where you like instantly love. So it, like, it's basically asking the question like what if I think there's what if I don't feel that? What if there's something wrong with my kid? Yeah. And I'm the only one who sees it. And it's this horrifying. It's it's horrifying. Yeah it's this horrifying tale of this woman and like the stuff that she goes through and like the basically like the making and breaking of her family. Now let me interrupt you because the, the push, the titular Mm -hmm. push Mm -hmm. is an act, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think you wrote about this on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I am familiar and this way we don't have to give away what the (laughs) thing is, but the push is an act. The push. A physical push. A couple. Yes. Cause it's, it's, Oh God, this book is so good because there's yeah. obviously, you know, when you have a child, you have to push it out of you. Mm-hmm. And there's like these parallels between mm-hmm. like what it is to be the like the act of being of the physical act of becoming a mother yeah. versus the emotional act. Um, but this isn't too spoilery because it happens like pretty like early in the book. Yeah. But I think whatever, if you're going to read the book, maybe <laughs> uh-huh. like don't listen to this, but basically like her she takes her daughter to um a playground mm-hmm. and she's like kind of watching her daughter and she's you know feeling some type of way about her own kid she's like watching her daughter and her daughter basically pushes a kid off of um like the tower thing yeah of, like a playground and the kid dies mm-hmm. and so so then her mother is like so this woman is just like oh my god like my kid is a fucking murderer right so she's literally like thinking like thinking there's something wrong with her daughter in a way that is like this is a serial killer kid. yeah like this kid's gonna grow to be a serial killer mm-hmm. and like what that means and like other stuff happens and it's just like oh it was so good so good so everybody good. should read it yeah it's amazing 
Um, but yeah, and then she obviously is like talking about it, but like nobody else sees it, mm-hmm. and everybody else seems to think that her daughter's like amazing and perfect and beautiful and wonderful. And that other kid deserved to be pushed off the. <laughs> no, it's just like well, it's like oh, it was just like a freak accident, right. like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Oh, you know. We all know um, that other kid was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Little Johnny sucked. Yeah, Johnny was actually an oath keeper, so <laughs> he deserved it. Johnny was an oath keeper. <laughs> well, little Johnny's dad was a proud boy, so, <laughs> so he kind of deserved it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was really good because, like, throughout the, I mean, it's an amazing psychological thriller because you're basically made to be like, what is the truth? Right. Like, is this kid a psychotic or yeah. is this mother just like really seeing something? Yeah. yeah. And it's like just not because there's i don't know it's just really really good because her relationship with her mother was also fraught and not very good yeah so then you have to you as a reader are trying to figure out like what what is, is she real? superimposing from yes. her relationship with her mother yeah yeah it's great so good also uh if anybody wants to they can follow you on instagram where you have many of your book thoughts yes many book thoughts not so much lately because i'm super busy but yeah. i'll get back into it in the winter at tay reads books tay reads books at me um but yeah, that book was incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And then there was another book that I read that was also very eh, also very good. Um Push it. Um Oh, I'm sweating. Um <laughs> A Psalm for the Wild Built, which I already talked about, which was like the shortest book I read yeah. so far. It's 160 pages. It's by Becky Chambers. Mm-hmm. It's the first installment of the Monk and Robot series. This book was like, this book was like going to therapy. Wow. In like the best way. Wow. It's like, if you've been to therapy, you know, you ha- sometimes have those yeah. things where you just like walk away and you're like, wow, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Like a sense of relief. Yeah. This book. Amazing so so good mm-hmm. um it's about this it's like a sort of post-apocalyptic type thing okay. but it's very like uh like solar punk ish where yeah. there's like a, a bunch of ai robots that like live in the forest and like the people have their villages and so there's this tea monk mm-hmm. that you're following and he just kind of gets in his little brain that he has to go somewhere and he meets a robot and they have these like really engaging thoughtful things about what it means to be a person mm-hmm. and what it means to live your life wow and what it means to find purpose and like what purpose is and what it can be it was so good wow it's beautiful that sounds really good it's really good and it's yeah. super short it's yeah. incredibly short it's so so good highly recommend mm-hmm. um and then oh, let me pick out another book that i hated <laughs> we've talked too long about stuff that you liked we have to go back Books I hate, though, are usually things that are, like, it's not quite entertaining to talk about because books I truly hate, I don't finish. Yeah. Well, it means the same. I mean, like, I, you know, I, we've talked about this before. I'm much more of a movie watcher than I am a book reader. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, uh, the movies that I hate are usually the ones that are so, there's just not a lot to talk about with them because they're boring. Right. Like, there's just not a lot going on. And so, like, there's rarely a movie where I hate it because it's so bad i usually hate them because they're just uneventful and boring and they just choose to do like the most like easy mundane stuff and they're unremarkable and to me like i one of the things i i say and a friend of mine say is like the biggest sin with a movie is that it's boring yeah because like 
you can make a bad movie and if it's interesting it's still like kind of fun to watch yeah but if it's just boring then it's like this sucks yeah and the thing well the thing is i can usually depending on like it what the gimmick of a book is yeah. if it's boring i can get through it because <coughs> mm-hmm. sometimes books are boring and they're yeah. not necessarily always like i i just read a fairly boring book mm-hmm. but like the reason i read it was like the i i okay so the book i read was called death and the penguin mm-hmm. um and it's by andre kirkov and translated by george bird mm-hmm. from russian and um wait I, death and the penguin Written by George Bird. Translated by George. Translated Bird. by George yes. Bird. Interesting. Yes. Sus. <laughs> um, Seeing a connection, people. Every- but it's a translated book. Um, it's a, by a Ukrainian author. Uh, so I was like reading it for extraneous purposes sure. of like, I want to read a translated U- Ukrainian book. Yeah. And it's basically about this guy who writes obituaries <clears throat> and he has a penguin. Okay. Don't question it. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's just like this kind of weird, like strange, honestly kind of boring book about this guy who yeah. just writes obituaries and then people who he wrote obituaries about start to die. Okay. Because he's writing these obituaries preemptively. Okay. Um, so that they're like ready to publish <coughs> yeah. as soon as somebody dies and then people start dying and he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> and so it's just about that. It's not super entertaining. I couldn't highly recommend it. Um but it was it was also published in 1996, so you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can get through a boring book if I'm reading it for different reasons. Yeah. But if your book sucks, mm-hmm. I will not be finishing no. it. No. No. What are what are some books you have on tap that you're really looking forward to? If for th- anybody who's not watching the video feed, because I have a secret <laughs> camera installed in Taylor's basement, <clears throat> she just looked over at this rolling shelf, <laughs> this book cart. I have so many things. Yeah, there are many books on this. Um. So, okay, there are a lot, and they're actually not even on this cart. They're actually located somewhere else. But I have a couple of books from the library mm-hmm. that I um have on tap. One that I'm reading right now that I'm really enjoying is called Outlawed uh-huh. by Anna North. And it's about basic, it's a Western about a woman who for circumstances has to like leave her, like the frontier, like West, like village town that she lives in mm-hmm. and ends up joining like, a gang of outlaws. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's It's like very cinematic. Mm-hmm. It's like could t- easily be a movie. Yeah. And why aren't there movies like this? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hollywood, HBO Max. Are you listening? I Are you, you listening? <laughs> you need content. hemorrhaging money now. Hemorrhaging money. Um, Those property brothers are only going to take you so far. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the property brothers. Those fools. Those fools. I mean, they're also very hot. I don't think they are. Really? I think they used to be. Oh. I feel like now they've like, changed. Now that one of them is married to Zoe Deschanel. Well, have you seen them? Have I seen them? (laughs) I mean, they they kind of look the same to me. They got ran over by a truck. Wow, I would say maybe they've gotten a little older, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they looks like they've been unless there's been an accident. Have they been run over by a truck recently? That's what their faces look like. Jeez, sorry, I'm being harsh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like this. 
so I, maybe it's just because they've gotten older. They've yeah. not aged well. Because like they, when they were young, they were like pretty attractive. And actually, are they or are we just conditioned? To think like twin. Twin white men right. who aren't like egregiously ugly yeah. are just automatically attractive. That's okay. That's maybe a fair I point. I mean, look at them. Yeah. Look at, uh, pull over if you're listening. Pull over, pull up a picture of the property builders. Honestly, look at. We know you're listening in the me, car. Pull tell over. Tell me that they are hot. You can't. Look look at them they're, honestly. They're modestly attractive. Look at that. They're modestly he looks attractive. Like an alien. Well, so does Benedict Cumberbatch. Exactly. But Benedict Cumberbatch is hot. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Absolutely not. We'll disagree. We will disagree. You're going to tell me. Hold on. I got to pull up a picture of Benedict Cumbersnatch. This man. I think he's hot. I do. Like, I, <sighs> I, I, we can disagree about this. I, we've talked about this before. I also think Olivia Wilde looks like an alien, but she is. Tell me you don't think Olivia Wilde is hot. That's not a picture of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, it is. And if it is, that's him when he was like 14, 14. years old. <laughs> so like, yeah. Uh, anyways, that's okay. We can agree to disagree. Olivia Wilde. What do you think about Olivia Wilde? I love her. She's great. Yeah. She also looks like an alien. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's because she's ethereal. <laughs> she's Benedict Cumberbatch ethereal. looks like he hatched out of an egg. <laughs> Same. Anyways, books. Some of the books I'm looking forward to reading. I've read The Time Traveler's Wife. I'm scared of reading it. Really? I'm going to cry. Am I going to cry? It seems like something I would cry at. It's sad. I mean, there are sad parts to it. And like, I the hmm, how do I say this nicely? Uh-oh. I don't think it's the best story in history. Um, and like, it has proven to be oddly unadaptable. And I wonder if yeah, that's is because a show now? it's a show now and there was a movie. And there was a movie? Yeah. And the movie wasn't great. Pick a new thing. Pick a new thing. Come on. Um, There's so many stories. Somebody yeah. adapt Outlawed. Right. Do it, cowards. We've done The Time Traveler's Life enough. You see how popular The Mandalorian is? People love Westerns. Do they it. love Westerns. And throw in a baby Yoda. <sighs> Outlawed, do a baby Yoda. Maybe if they had a baby Yoda, you know what? That's actually uh, the best scene in the Time Traveler's Wife movie. This is not a... Well, maybe I won't say because you haven't read the book. Never mind. Okay. Um, never minding. Never minding. Rewind. <laughs> what Dan Brown book is that? Origin? Yeah, Origin. Wow. Cool. It came out a couple years ago. Yeah. I like Dan Brown. Mm-hmm. He's low-hanging fruit. But listen, every now <laughs> I mean, and then you like, need a palate cleanser. There's, there are, everybody has their Michael Crichtons or their, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the like author in which like every person has read a book of theirs. You can't see it, but uh-huh. over in my other book corner, there uh-huh. are all the... the <laughs> have my little dan brown corner you have yeah angels and demons and the da vinci code yeah all three of them just sitting over there chilling robert langdon (laughs) my uh, my homie Uh uh-huh my homie oh yeah um okay so some stuff i'm working through or working on or like trying or on the docket yeah i'm working through terry pratchett's discworld series did you know i was in a discworld uh play i think i did yeah weren't you in guards guards no or no what were you in? Mm. De- um, de- um, nope. Nope. <sighs> Mort. 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 
Yeah, I haven't read Bort. Yeah, I also haven't well, read Guards Guards. I actually haven't read most of them. So you I'm can when you it. whenever you do read Mort and you see three different characters who you think might have been played by me in I'll one play. You, yeah, yeah, I'll guess which. Yeah. which th- you are three. Three. Okay. Yeah. I'll read Mort next. Yeah. Great. Um, but yeah, I've got a couple of things. I um, let's see. We've got Winter's Orbit by Everina Maxwell. I believe this is a gay space opera. Cool. I'm pretty sure. Something like that. So excited for that. I've got Christopher Paolini's new book, To Sleep in a Sea of Stars, which I've heard was boring. Uh huh. <laughs> it also looks large. It's, let's see. Oh, and it's got, oh, it's got John Scalzi. Okay. So I read two books by John Scalzi this year. Uh huh. He's one of my new favorites mm-hmm. that I've recently discovered. I know I'm late to the party, but. Um, you're before me so yeah he's great i read locked in or lock in lock in whatever it's good this book is 872 pages long 872 pages this is the appendix why the fuck i don't need all of this that's a large appendix what is this hey uh addendum look at this Okay, 826 pages yeah. without the appendices. So some, that. some books, like some people, need to have their appendix removed. Ho-ho! Ho-ho! Um, I've got The Paper Menagerie by, and Other Stories by Ken Liu, mm-hmm. who I... Um, he translated the Three Body Problem series mm-hmm. by... We've talked about this. Yes. Chi-Shin Liu. Um... And so I, this is his short stories, and so I wanted to read that because I really liked his translations yeah. of that um, series. Thought that was really good. And then I've got, I'm gonna reread the Hitchhiker's Guide, mm-hmm. which we has to also have to talk about episode 42. And then um, the Name of the Wind series, Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. If anybody's like in the book community, uh-huh. they've heard of all of these yeah. books. <laughs> I'm excited to catch up with you at the end of the year and see the the damage that you've wrought on these so a fun, titles. So let me. So a fun thing that I'm doing, which I think is fun. Nobody yeah. else will think is fun. Maybe I should just start like so, my, I should just sit in a room by myself with a <laughs> microphone and just talk, and then break it up into thirty so minute episodes. Basically, remove me from the process. Is what you're <laughs> this saying. is so boring for you. <laughs> How is this boring? I'm. I can I I just can't understand how this is entertaining for I'm you. I'm having a great time. Oh, okay. Um this is a fun one, The Elegance of the Hedgehog uh-huh. by Muriel Barbary. Muriel Barbary. I've wanted this has been on my TBR since I was 15. Wow, really? I don't even remember what it's about uh-huh. or why I wanted to read it. But you've been wanting to read it since you were 15? Yep. Dang. I have no idea what it's about. And never will because it's just quotes on the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is The Changeling by Victor Laval. Uh-huh. I've wanted to read this book for four years. Wow. Here it is. Unread. I feel like that. So what is interesting to me right now is that I feel like you are crossing off like life goals or like things you've like. I love the idea that you are doing things you've wanted to do for years. Oh, my God. You know what? I love that, too. I yeah. never thought about it that way, though. Right? Wow. See? I do love that. I love that for me. Oh my god. Um, let's see. 
we've got a couple of books that have been recommended. Oh, Parable of the Talents, which I've got to read. I read Parable of the Sower. I think. Okay, that's why. Yeah, the the title sounded familiar, and that's because you had read the other one. Yeah, Parable of the Sower was so good, um, but I needed a break. Yeah, (laughs) it was too real. Uh huh. (laughs) But Octavia Butler, man, she oof, 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 she could see into the future. Uh, I haven't read any Ursula K. Le Guin yet, uh-huh. and it's a crime. So I've got the left hand. So of darkness. that uh, police earlier was actually that arresting was actually you for not. Yeah, for not. I can't leave my house because if I do, the book police will arrest me. <laughs> I just have so many books that I love. Yeah, I want to talk about, but I also haven't read them, so I can't talk about them. Well, at the end of the year, we can talk about. At least, like, how far you got in your yeah adventure. I could talk about, so, wrapping up last year, uh-huh. I did a best, so I did a best book of the year, like, bracket at the end of last year. Um, I read some amazing books last year. This year, I've read some less amazing books, mm-hmm. but I've also read lots of good ones. I started Mistborn, was my first Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. Please clap. Thank you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think my best book of the year last year ended up being Project Hail Mary. Okay. Which is a contentious one because I think people either loved it or hated it. Uh-huh. And I get why. But yeah, like my best books of the year last year were like amazing. So, so, so good. And then this year I feel like I am reading less really amazing books uh-huh. and it really sucks it's boring do you think that's maybe why you're behind why you think you feel like you're behind is because you've read some books that are not a little bit yeah. it's a little bit of like i'm in a slump a little bit but i also just read some like really good ones i just yeah. read um i kiss shara wheeler by casey mcquiston so fun mm-hmm. so good and then i'm reading outlawed so good yeah and then i've got a couple like in the light like I, on my e-reader for yeah. my trip so when i go to europe um, I have lots of books to read and uh-huh. so I have a ton that are in the queue that are like gonna be amazing and yeah. I just know they are I think a big part of why I'm not reading as much is a little bit of a reading slip but also I just time wise summers are always hard because they're yeah. so busy yeah and so I usually don't read as much in the summer yeah so it's normal um but I like absolutely killed it in the beginning of the year and I'm expecting to absolutely kill it after like September yeah so I'll get there yeah I also love buying books, and that's maybe the bigger issue. I think I love buying books more than I love reading books because I have two different hobbies. Yeah, there's two different hobbies. I own a lot of books. I have not read m- many of them, so yeah. yeah. You know what just came today, or what? not today, last week? Because uh, I pre-ordered it and it arrived. Uh-huh. Is Jeanette McCurdy's um, memoir? Oh, her memoir. Wow. Yeah, it's she, sitting upstairs. A uh, article just came out like this morning. <gasps> About some stuff with her and boy. Yeah. It is rough. I bet it. I wonder if it's like talk. If it's probably if from. It's, she it's probably from the book. It. Yeah. Oh, oh, I fucking can't wait. Oh I do God. wonder if I could read it in like three days. You probably can. I could probably read it in three yeah. days. And I don't want to take it with me. Um, If you have book recommendations for Taylor. Oh God. Save them for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Please. No, send it to me. Send it to me. I like books. Uh, at Nerdapod or at Tay Reads Books. Tay Reads Books. It me. And uh, if you also love reading books. You're welcome. You're welcome. Goodbye. Call me. Call me. <laughs>
Hey, pal, did you get a load of the nerd? <laughs>